Welcome to Review That Review, the podcast dedicated to reviewing reviews. That's right. We're just like Siskel and Eber. Only instead of reviewing cinematic masterpieces, we rate and review those hilarious, scathing and sometimes suspicious online reviews. That's Chelsea Dawn. And that's Trey Gerald. And together we are the Review Queens. But today is not just any ordinary day. And today, we are not just the review queens. Today, we are also dreidel queens because it is Hanukkah. I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready, with dreidel, I shall play. Yay. Yay. Gimmel, gimmel, gimmel. Hi, hi, hi. No, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and tonight, the night that this episode is airing, it is our fourth night of Hanukkah. Chelsea, how's your Hanukkah week going? Hanukkah week is great. Um, I mean, as you would imagine, there's so much extra light uh, around to access. Eight days worth of light. So it's good. And in the spirit of lightness, I just feel like I need to go right into my complaint, if that's okay. Yes. Yes. Take the floor. Okay. Tell us what, <laughs> what just happened to you over the weekend. I want to talk about traveling over the holidays in general, guys. I want to I want to talk. I want to have this conversation, my queens. So it always is bad traveling around the holiday. Like it just it feels like it's never easy. I don't know if it's a universal thing. We're constantly being told Mercury is in retrograde and such. But it just feels like around this time specifically, the travel gods, they're angry. There's a lot of people trying to travel at the same time. And things just constantly go wrong. And I went to Colorado over the weekend thinking I'll have a nice weekend. We were delayed five hours going there. I feel like three hours of which were on the plane. I was flying with Goldie. Nightmare. Then on the way back, we had to do an emergency landing, which is like never something you want to hear when you're on a plane. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. It's not a great thing. It's very fear inducing. So we had to do an emergency landing. I was flying in and out of Burbank for the first time ever. Didn't have such a great experience. No offense to the people that love Bob Hope. Okay, (laughs) I'm not. How far is the flight? from Colorado. It's not even that far. It's like two and a half hours. It should have been a little nothing. But I was supposed to get into Colorado and have a full day on Friday. And that was completely robbed. And then when we were traveling back, yeah, emergency landing, but at LAX, not really bank. Yeah. So when we got on the ground, they were like, Hey guys, uh, yeah, we're just we we are we had to land at LAX and we're gonna let you know what's gonna happen in a minute. And we're like, what's gonna happen? I'm like down the street from here. Just let yeah. me off the friggin' plane and give me my bags. Like, what what like what do you need to figure out here? And then he came back on the the intercom thingy and he was like, So we're just gonna fuel up here in Los Angeles at LAX and then we're gonna take off again and go to Burbank. And you're like, why do you need to fuel up to go like 20 miles? 
I could drive to Burbank in a shorter amount of time than it would take us to fly there at this point. Point is, I ended up getting off the plane because I was like, let me off the plane. I want to so be did, here. They let you off. They did. But then I needed to deal with like the recon from my checked bag, which was a little annoying. And I just had to come back to the airport later. But in a way, it was worth it because they just could not spend another second on the plane. I had to get off. Goldie wanted to get off. It was time. I just looked. Anyone that's not familiar with the map of California, it's a 22 mile difference between Burbank and LAX. Not happy about it. That's crazy. Who am I complaining to or at? I don't know. <laughs> Lodge a complaint. That is terrible. <sighs> Lengthy complaint lodge. And honestly, at the end of the day, I don't know who to blame. Nothing. Nothing is making sense to me anymore, you guys. All right. Well, I hear, I hear that complaint. There is nothing more frustrating than when you have a set plan and the plan does not get executed correctly for reasons <sighs> outside of your control. I, that's like such a um, terrible feeling. Yeah. And even karmically, I think you feel like if I had to deal with a delay on the way out, like I'm owed a no delay on the way home, you know, the double, the double whammy was, was really, really made it that much harder to deal with. Anyway. So try, I mean, I just, I launched into that without even (laughs) asking you what. No, it's like, I understand that seems very frustrating. I just, I could, I couldn't contain myself. So I want to like, Take a step back. How was your week? Did you have a good week? I hope I missed you a lot. And yeah, have you been like percolating about something you wanted to complain about? What's going on? I've had a good week, you know, because I was raised Christian, but I married a Jewish person. I do celebrate both holidays. And so, you know, traditionally we will see David's family, uh, his parents for the first few nights of Hanukkah. So it's just a joyous season of gifts. But I do have something I need to complain about. Okay, let's hear it. Lodge a complaint. Okay, so, you know, I was born in the mid 80s, mm-hmm. and there was a very specific fashion to the mid 80s. And I grew up in the 90s mm-hmm. and the early 2000s, both of which have very distinctive styles. Yes. So, you know, I was in my 20s in the 2010s. <laughs> now that we're in the 2020s, I'm in my 30s. And I am now of that age where I don't understand TikTok. I have no interest. Mm -hmm. And it has come to my attention that me wearing skinny-ish type jeans makes me an old person. Yeah. So I'm suddenly in this experience of, oh my God, this is the new version (laughs) of mom jeans. Yeah. The fact like young people look at me in my and I can't even wear skinny jeans because just because my um I have really ginormous calves, not because of anything I've done just genetically. <laughs> sure. Um, but I do wear slim jeans. Sure. And I I have to like now wear baggy jeans like we no. were in the 80s or 90s. Like I'm just lodging a complaint against fashion trends that are connected to ageism because I feel like I'm an old person because I don't want to change my genes. And I guess that is part of the whole cyclical circle of life where you just stop caring what little teenagers think of you. Um, And you just are an old person with white tennis shoes (laughs) from like shoe carnival. And uh, you just wear skinny jeans. So I'm lodging a complaint against fashion trends. Why did did we have to change so much? And why are things from the 80s cool now like why are teenagers wearing acid wash jeans like it's so weird because tra- first of all 
first of all, Trey, I feel this on such a personal level. Okay. Okay. I refuse to wear anything but a skinny jean. I feel you. I agree. I was told that we're not allowed to do the like hair swoopy thing over. Like if you have like more of a side part and you're wearing skinny jeans, that that is like a surefire sign of you're old or something. And you're right, because at the end of the day, I don't care. I don't care. I'm always going to swoop my hair, like pull my hair back. I don't like a center part. I'm just, you know, that's who I am. And I'm okay with it. And if that makes me old. And we can be old together. At least we're old together, you know? Like a vault. It's just like, get out of here with that. Anyway. That's true. That is something that's come up quite a bit. I want to take these um, travel and age issues and I want to put them in maybe an oil burner and fry them into a light, a golden light, so that you and I can jump into some online reviews that are in the theme of Hanukkah. I'm very about it. As you know, we are your trusty review queens. We each bring in a review from the internet that we feel needs to be inspected. We read you the review. We break it down and rate the impact of the review on a scale from one to five crowns. It's a very regal process that we have coined called Assess That Kvetch. And in honor of Hanukkah today, Trey and I are centering our reviews around this very holiday. And Chelsea, my girl, you're first today. I am. Yay. Take it away, RQ. Hanukkah, you. Aw, Hanukkah, you, RQ. Review that review. First of all, before I even start, if you're watching this on Patreon right now, you get to see how gorgeous and blue we both look. The light behind Trey is stunning. I wanted to talk about it before, but Trey wouldn't let me. And I was like, (laughs) I just her before we started recording. (laughs) I was eager because like, guys, how gorgeous is this blue light happening behind Trey? And I mean, I think for the first time in the past three recordings, I've gotten it right. I got extra lights and I'm actually... You can see me. It's a very exciting day here at Review That Review. I like that it's Dreidels and Gelt and Stars of David and Menorahs. You got it all covered. I really thank you. I was eager to get it all in there. All right. I have a review. Now, you guys know I love to give myself a challenge and I always pick a name that I can't pronounce. So here we go. This review is written by La Cochinelle. I'm going to have to spell it. L A space C O C C I N E L L E. What do you think that is, Trey? Oh, that's an. I I instantly get lost if there's two consonants next to each other. So I know with the C C, I'm like, is yeah. it La Cochinella? La Cochin? I don't know. But there's We're no gonna- accent marks. So this review is from Goodreads, I should say. I don't know if Goodreads allows for an accent or not, but there is no accent. What are we? We got to agree on something because we're going to be talking about them a lot. La Cochinella. All right. So we'll call them La Cochinella. La Cochinella has written a two star review on Goodreads for the book Daddy Christmas and Hanukkah Mama. (laughs) Now. I feel like our audience has a totally different 
relationship with the title of this book. And I'll be honest, when I first read it, I was like, Daddy, Christmas and Hanukkah, Mama. Like, is this what is this a porno? Like, I don't know. Oh, but, wait, I think now I'm going to like where this is going now that I think about it. Why? Well, at first she said Daddy Christmas and I thought it would be Hanukkah Harry. Yeah. But now is this for children that have two separate religious parents? Oh, very nice. That okay. is what it is. That exact. But like, am I weird that when I first read that, I was like, Hanukkah Daddy. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It occurred to me too, obviously. For some okay. reason, you can't say daddy without it being like yeah, a I mean, head tilt. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. So, all okay. right. Let's hear La Cochinella's opinion. This book makes one huge assumption that children will be familiar with both Christmas and Hanukkah celebrations. Oh, no. There's little explanation for why people do the things they do to celebrate these holidays. Mentions are made of leaving latkes out for Santa and putting guilt under the Christmas tree. But the significance of these things isn't explained. Children who might not be familiar with Christmas will be doubly confused as the book makes mention of both the religious story, Jesus's birth, and the more secular one, Santa Claus. Having read a couple of other picture books about Hanukkah now, I feel like I have a basic grasp of what's going on. (laughs) And this book doesn't really even cover the basics. I'm also still confused about the king and queen. Who are the king and queen? Is that a Jewish thing or a Christian one? I've never heard of it. The book may be short, but there are places that more explanation could have been added. Instead, we get four pages about holiday cleanup. I'm not exaggerating, unfortunately. I didn't really like the pictures here. Some of them are okay, and I like the use of what looks like collage in addition to the drawings. However, the characters in profile are creepy. Something about the eyes. I've been waiting for this book from the library for so long that Hanukkah is over. And that leads me to yet another problem with this book. The story, as it's written, is only going to make sense in years where Hanukkah and Christmas overlap. The differing dates could cause confusion for kids. And I'd like to know how a family like this would celebrate their holidays in a year like 2018. Would Hanukkah and Christmas be more self-contained? Would they bother stuffing the turkey with kugel and leaving latkes out for Santa or just keep the traditions separate? Overall, I was disappointed. This book is going to have very limited appeal and may only work for children who find themselves in the same situation as Sadie. Otherwise, it doesn't really add anything to the discussion. You could achieve the same thing by explaining with one simple sentence. Some people combine Hanukkah and Christmas traditions. If you're going to expand on that sentence in a book, the story needs to do more than just find different ways of repeating that sentence without offering any more information about the traditions themselves. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, wait, I am very confused. Yeah. Because I assumed from the top, the attack about 
what are the reasons? What is the significance? Why is this tradition, which is very culturally Jewish, right? To, to understand traditional lineage? But then later in the review, La Cochinella mm-hmm. says they've read a couple of picture books, so now they're an expert on Judaism. <laughs> yes, yes. So. <laughs> Oh, God. Is La, La Cochinella in this situation themselves? Like, are they in a mixed religious home or not? Like, I, I'm very confused. Right. I think that La Cochinella is not, which is my impression, because they're like, this book only makes sense if you're in this exact situation. So are they feeling bad that it didn't make as much sense to them? Well, if La Cochinella is just simply curious and not finding themselves in the shoes of Sadie, which just hilarious that the main character's name is Sadie. Yes. Sadie, Sadie, married lady. But (laughs) I commend wanting to expand one's mind and experience in life. But I am not sure if that is the case because they mentioned that it took so long to get it from the library that it's now past Hanukkah. Right. But they still read it. Which then like that sort of comes into conversations of privilege. And because I'm like, if you're waiting that long, can you find another library? Can you just go to Books a Million in the mall and just read it in the store? Right. But And also, like, of course, the if the book is out right before Hanukkah, you're not getting that book back until after Hanukkah because the person correct. that lent it is is going to want it for the duration of Hanukkah. It's just very interesting to me. I'm. This is such an interesting review because... Mm-hmm. Does a book become insignificant if it's only for a very niche group of people? Because that is an argument that La Cochinella is making. Right. Yeah. I, I came across that same thought when I read that portion of it because I thought, well, isn't that the point of books? Like, like genres. That's why we have yeah. multiple genres in bookstores. <laughs> right. Like this book <clears throat> exists because there are families that have parents of different faiths, one parent being Jewish one parent being Christian it happens all the time. So you would think if you were in that situation, you would be looking for a book like that. And if I were, let's say, an author who maybe grew up in that kind of situation or something like that, maybe I would feel compelled to write a book so that there would be other kids like me who could feel like they were being seen in this moment. So what's the problem with the story tailored to a specific family? Well, exactly. I mean, you need some narrative centerpiece. But I'm curious because I hear La Cochinella's point that if I wanted to raise children in my interfaith home, I would think that if I was choosing this book, I would have an expectation that it would really nurture and educate Yes, and give a lot of background. You would hope that. I mean, I'm imagining is this a children's book? Yes, this is a children. Yeah. This is a children's book, which is also why I was confused. I mean, again, no offense, not trying to pass judgment, but like La Cochinella is writing this review as if they are just trying to. They they never mentioned having a kid. Like, are they reading this to a child, or are they reading this for their own pleasure? Do we think? And they've I'm, read a lot of children's books. I really cannot deduce. <laughs> I on I can't decipher the reason that La Cochinella is reading this. I for a while in the review, I thought it was because they were secretly an illustrator. Oh, and oh, because the one they have so many opinions about drawings. Maybe. I you know, okay. I, I'm sort of of two minds here. Okay. But what is La Cochinella's spelling and grammar like, aside from how they spell their name? O C D excellent. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, like really like this person seems like a writer, like the way that they like use ellipses. They have moments where they mm. use bold lettering and, you know, parentheses. It's just like it's very pretty, like just looking at it and not reading it. You hang it on the fridge. Just looks. I, oh, even italicized words. Very sexy. I love that about Goodreads. Yes. You, you can really do like Microsoft Word formatting. It, it's yes. It's really well formatted. So I, I'm just curious about the timeline of the month of December because yeah. the examples that La Cochinella uses to sort mm-hmm. of point out that this can't work every year, like this is the leap year type of book. Right. You could stuff a turkey with Kugel. It doesn't matter. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah, also, I thought the same leave, thing. You can leave latkes out for Santa, even yeah. if Hanukkah was two weeks ago. Like it doesn't, I don't know, like, like we Completely didn't get example. Agree. We didn't get examples of like if there's a specific thing you incorporate into Hanukkah, right? Dealing with Christmas, like if they aren't on the, then maybe. But then I also don't think like if you're interfaith and you want this entire month to encapsulate both holidays, then like you're gonna have to do a little bit of scheduling creativity yeah no matter what the point is that everybody celebrates christmas on december 25th and if you're a jewish kid you're like not included in that so this is a way of of bridging the gap between the two and i think it's really cool like i love the idea of stuffing the turkey with kugel i mean it's people do birthday months it's the holiday month you know it's all month long Oh, wait, I do want to. I just have to mention. Yeah. Who are the king and queen? I what knew is, you were going to mention isn't that. Isn't that Herod and Esther or something? Queen Esther? Yeah, but that's not Hanukkah. That's no. um, Purim. But, but, or... isn't, but isn't Hanukkah? No, that's Passover. When they were that's, kicked out. That's Passover because they didn't Passover. have time for So Hanukkah yes. is the eight nights because they didn't have. The, it was the. Yeah, because the, oil. the candle, the oil for the candle. But isn't that because of persecution? Yes. Isn't that the king of Egypt? I don't know. They're slaves in Egypt. That's Passover. Next year in Jerusalem. That's Passover. That's Passover. But this was that they were, I think they were remaking the temple or something because the temple had previously been, been destroyed. destroyed for like idol worship or whatever. And they were sort of, that was the whole like Maccabees, you know, like then they got the land this is what I remember, you guys. But see, but they got all the land of this back, and then they in... built up the temple, and they needed to get supply. They like needed the light to continue right. working. Right, but that king and the oil was supposed to only last. Maybe La Cochinella yes. doesn't celebrate either holiday because the Torah, mm-hmm. in Christian speak, is the Old Testament. So I don't understand yeah. La Cochinella's confusion. I mean, we don't know who the king and queen is. I mean, it seems that way in this conversation. But like, that's not some like, is that a Jewish thing? Like, no, the, it was like, I don't know. Or is time. it a Christian thing? Maybe it is a Christian thing. I, like, like, is there a king in the, is Christ the king? I don't know. I don't know, well, guys. I think Christ is like a metaphysical king. That's what I mean. Like, maybe there's like a storyline with that. I'm not sure. But the point is, the message that I'm getting is anything that would be specific about teaching a child about the history of Christmas and about the history of Hanukkah was lacking, that there was not enough of that. And, you know, the first this is a true story because I grew up in an area that didn't have a lot of Jewish people. The first time I ever even heard the word Hanukkah was the Rugrats special, which was completely tailored to children. The Rugrats was like an animated TV show. And it told the whole story. So there is real power in child storytelling. 
So I do really get La Cochinella's point that they didn't take the opportunity to truly teach. Right. Which makes me question what is the age group for this book? Because sometimes right, if right. they're too young, then maybe it's too much. At, you know, right. There's only like a certain amount of information you want to pat it with. You wanna... And also, this seems like it's a book about traditions and less about the history of what the holidays represent. Right. So then, do you think that La Cochinella is like, do you think this is a truthful review? Or do we think they're being shady? One of the places where I feel like Locke Cochinella fails is letting us know the context in which she's reading this book. So that makes it a little bit confusing to me. But I do think they were very disappointed. They had a lot of expectations. They were waiting for this book from the library. They really, for whatever reason, wanted this book to be incredible. And they were disappointed. So like, if we were choosing to check this out from the library and we came across this review... Does this leave you with an impression that this will be your experience or do you think this was a fluke experience? Because to me, like you said, it's this issue of context, which I I don't get because it might be interesting to read this little book about a a character named Sadie. And this is what their family does to celebrate both holidays. That doesn't have Mm -hmm. to like have anything to do with educating me or how to incorporate like it could just be a story. I completely agree. I don't think that reading this review would stop me from buying the book, truthfully. See, and I'm not sure because... Really? Well, I really am just... I think the main point I'm getting from this review is that there's a lack of knowledge in the book. There's a lack of education. But if you were buying the book because you were... But I could buy this for my nephew who has... Or yes, perfect. Yeah, for your nephew. So like, if you were going to buy this for your nephew... No, I would probably still buy it because it's it's at least a book that incorporates both realities. Right. And so much of storytelling is very exclusive, exclusionary. So I appreciate the openness. And then maybe I would still buy it hoping that something better will come along in the future that really teaches... Yeah, or that maybe my expectations for this book are more about how can we combine the cultures. And I think it's a great idea to put Kugel in Turkey. Mm. So if I was going to read this to my baby and this was how we were going to talk about integrating these two worlds, then maybe they would be really excited to put the Kugel in the Turkey. And like we could integrate some of these traditions, like putting the lakas out for Santa Claus into our life in a way that kids kids love that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I read it in a book right. and now I'm going to do it in real life, you know? Correct. So I actually think that some of the things that La Cochinella pointed out as negatives, I thought were kind of cool. So I, I didn't find this humorous on purpose. I sort of... Right. I was just laughing. Probably the funniest part was I've read a couple of picture books, <laughs> so I think I understand. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just anecdotally funny because (sighs) it's just so funny to think that somebody would take a book that's written for like three-year-olds this seriously enough to write as lengthy a review as What's-Her-Name wrote about uh, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, Shanice. Shanice. I love Shanice. But like, you know, like this was worthy of a dissertation, this children's book. Yes. That is probably just the kind of gift that you buy for an interfaith family for Hanukkah with like some cookies and latkes in it. You know, I think we've inadvertently suggested another Shark Tank item. 
a basket with this book and no someone needs to create a more background uh traditional educational story for sadie's family oh yes all right i we, think i yeah, i think we've beaten this like we've we've gotten everything out of this we could get out of this in this assessment okay i think what do you think yeah i can, I can crown it okay all right so chelsea and i each have our own set of one to five crown cards and in an effort to be fair and not influenced by one another we will simultaneously reveal our rating the queens are tabulating you ready yeah total school (gasps) oh unanimous we're both holding up two and a half crowns okay trey tell us why did you give La Cochinella, two and a half crowns. Okay, this is something that's never occurred for me before, but I'm wondering if it's fair to review something if you didn't buy it, you just rented it from mm. the library. I think it is fair if you've I if you've fair. read it. You don't yeah. have to own it in this ca- in this context. Yeah, but that just occurred to me. I gave it okay. two and a half because I think the impact is a little less than middle of the road for me. I'm missing some key ingredients to connect Mm. me to La Cochinella because I want to know if I am in a similar place, because if I'm not, then maybe it doesn't really matter that much. I think this book can have value without it needing to be the educational tool for someone from zero which I think maybe La Cochinella wanted it to be zero. So, But it was a two star. Was a two star. That's a really great point. I just two and a half because ultimately I still would consider buying it. And like you said, some of the negative points actually seem positive to me. So for that reason, two and a half. Now you, Chelsea Dawn, why did you also do two and a half? Because again, middle of the road, I felt like there were a lot of spoilers in there that were sort of interesting to me. I think the person that's going to be reading this is probably going to be a parent. So maybe it will have the positive effect that it had on me where I was like, oh, this is interesting with the tradition. So I feel like there was a lot of information given and the use of grammar and all of the ways that that the review was formatted was really great. So that was where the points came from. And then ultimately, yeah, took away those two and a half crowns because... I don't think I really care and it's not going to keep me from buying the book. So that's that. Well, you know, we, we definitely, I think we did lock coach and Ella justice. I think so too. All right. Yeah. Good I job. Like funny, okay. very funny review. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we can get into our QT's review. I'm so excited. Yay. Hold your crown. We'll be right back. Chelsea and I are so excited to share this exclusive Review Queen offer from SuperChewer.com. Now, from the makers of BarkBox, SuperChewer is a monthly subscription-based service for those dogs that need tougher and more durable toys. Every month, you and your pup will receive a box right to your front door that is loaded with two tough toys, two meaty chews, and two full-size bags of treats that are customizable for allergy and diet preferences. Super Chewer is offering listeners of Review That Review one extra month free when you use our link, superchewer.com slash queen. Sign up right now at superchewer.com slash queen.
it's one star zinger time. All right, Miss Chelsea, it's time to take a quick spin on our Merrill Go Round Dreidel. I don't feel like an icon. Most of the days I feel like I can't. That's with an A. All right. Trey and I have each picked a rotten, scathing, pithy one star zinger. And with 30 seconds on the clock, we'll each try to recite the zinger in as many genres as possible. Just like Queen Meryl, who does it all before the clock runs out. Okay, Trey, you're first. What is your one star zinger for today? Okay, my zinger today is from Amazon.com and once again, written by Amazon customer. Oh my Amazon <laughs> customer is just all over the place. So prolific. Okay. And this is for the Holland Dayana Hanukkah Dreidel Inflatable Decoration, eight feet giant Hanukkah Dreidel inflatable yard decor <laughs> with built in bulbs, tie down points, and powerful built in fan. I can't handle it, Amazon. How, like, you have to do something about this. No, there never will. Please. So the subject is. Hebrew letters are upside down. And the zinger is this dreidel has Hebrew letters, which are upside down. (laughs) Okay. Major, major flaw. Okay. Try you are strapped into a dreidel, but your dreidel, you have gimel like right up front. Give it to me. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Go! Auctioneer. There's red rods and Hebrew letters that are upside down. Horror. <gasps> this dreidel has Hebrew letters which are upside down! Shakespeare. This dreidel has Hebrew letters which are upside down. Opera Diva. This dreidel has Hebrew letters which are upside down. Sports Announcer. Well, this dreidel has Hebrew letters which are upside down. Three, two, <laughs> Oh That's my all. God, Trey, you did a great job. That was amazing. Thank you. The opera diva. It's my favorite. Every time. I know. So that is five, Trey. Woo! Good job. All right, Queen. What about you? All right. My one star zinger for Tada is for, oh my God, you guys, this was so gross. I was looking up Hanukkah recipes and I came across the website where where Craft Products puts all of their recipes. Okay. And there was a recipe for dreidel sandwiches. What? Yeah, dreidel sandwiches, which is basically like white Wonder Bread mm-hmm. with a slice of Kraft cheese on it. Like not like he, not like a grilled cheese, just like a slice of grilled cheese, so like a cheese sandwich, and then on top of it with cream cheese oh, no. that has food coloring in it we've written like a hay yeah. gimel guys this looks so bad it is looks it like disgusting. in a cookie cutter it's not even in a cookie cutter it's literally just like you took a sandwich like you made a sandwich for a kid and you cut the crust off it's so nasty right. and so i'm sorry to say this but not jewish anyway yeah. point is i don't know what jewish person is looking to make these for hanukkah this review is a one star review from Gray Cat 13. And it says this would be more appropriate in December when Hanukkah is. So I'm guessing that maybe Kraft <laughs> posted this <laughs> during like the summer or something. I don't know. Okay. So you are going to be strapped down on a dreidel as well. It's going to be a pink dreidel that's made <gasps> of wood. 
Okay. And yes. which is the one that's like shit? Shimmel? Shimmel? Shin? Shin. And that means like, oh shit, I have to give you money, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. so you're Shin. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, that's because you got to give me money. Exactly. Because I'm the trade-off. No, okay, I was Gimmel. Oh, so I have to give you the money. Yeah. Whatever. You did this put to yourself. One, Shin put one in, right? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Adult go! film. This would be more appropriate in December when Hanukkah is. Game show. This would be more appropriate in December when Hanukkah is. Musical theater. This would be more appropriate in December when Hanukkah is. Pop star. Oh my God. This would be more appropriate in December when Hanukkah is. TLC reality show. This would be more appropriate in December when That's all. All right. I'm going to give you that. That was five. All right. We tied it. We're on a tie train. This keeps happening. Trey. All right. Well, we'll both take our bow. Thank you, everyone, thank for you, enduring. Thank you. Thank you. And we are going today for our Patreon exclusive. We are going to do another round of Hanukkah themed Merrill Go Round Dreidel. Yes, style. we just we found too many great zingers. So you got to join. Yeah, come on. Review that review. All right, Trey, we are back from that rousing Hanukkah themed game break. And it is your turn now, Trey. Where is your review from this week? Okay, everyone, I have a one star review from Amazon.com. And this is written by Sweet Kate with a K, which makes me think of Taming of the Shrew. Sweet Kate. Get ready because you hate it. Oh, no. This is for pre-filled menorah oil cup candles, Hanukkah or lights, 100% olive oil with cotton wick in glass cup, medium size, 44 per pack, burns approximately two and a half hours. Oh, wow. So it's it's Hanukkah oil. Mm -hmm. So this is basically like little teeny tiny little oil pots that have a little bottom that stick into like the candle area of a menorah. Sure. And then you just like squeeze it, squeeze the oil in. Well, let me tell you the review. Okay. So Sweet Kate's subject is eight messy nights. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And this is Sweet Kate's one-star review. We have used oil lights for several years now and have loved them. But this year, it was a bad experience. I ordered this brand by mistake, but assumed that it would be fine. Not! For each light, you have to pull a rubber plug and some of the oil splashes out. Then... You have to thread a wick through a metal tube and insert it into the top. Since the wicks sit loosely in the tube, they don't stand up straight and are hard to light. Some of the wicks slide down into the oil so that the flame goes out completely. Others burn with only a little glow at the top, never developing a true flame. Before fizzling out, we had to use tweezers to pull the wicks back up and relight them. Even the ones that manage to stay lit go out while there's still a lot of oil in the vial. 
we never once managed to have all the flames burning correctly at the same time. Also, you can't use the schmash for lighting because if you tip the cup even a tiny bit, oil spills out. A little drippy candle is provided to take fire from the schmash to each light. Don't even think of letting a child attempt to light this menorah. Also, don't place it on any surface that will be damaged by oil because no matter how careful you are, you will have oil drips and puddles. We use oil lamps for the beauty of the oil flame, the ease of use, the lack of drips and mess that candles cause, and most importantly, to enjoy the mitzvah of relaxing and watching the lamps burn. Sadly, this set of lamps failed on all counts. We had none of these problems with other brands we have used. So stressful, right? I feel very stressed for Sweet Kate. This was not a day for Sweet Kate to be sweet. Sweet Kate was feeling very salty. Eight days. Eight days. Eight days of salty Kate. Wait, question. Yeah. Let me ask you a legitimate question. Sure. When you have a menorah, Mm -hmm. do you set it on top of aluminum foil or a paper plate or something? Yes, right? Yes. I always put foil underneath. Well, I use regular candles. Yeah, us too. Yeah, and then they drip. So yeah, I put foil underneath. Yeah, I would never... Go right. I mean, you would assume with these little oil cups that like nothing is going to spill. Well, I think that that's so, uh, the point is like right. Sweet Kate religiously uses the oil variety because she doesn't want to have to deal with like when you have the candles and they drip down, they get on the menorah, you got to clean the wax off the menorah. Exactly. There's it, there's just like a lot to negotiate with the candles. So I understand the impulse for wanting to be like, it's a more meditative, beautiful moment. If I don't have to right. worry about cleaning the wax later and I can just watch these flames. This seems traumatic for Sweet Kate, like the Maccabees, whatever. They could get it to go for eight full days. She couldn't even get these (laughs) candles or uh, this oil to light for, it sounds like, a couple minutes. It it sounds like it was a full-time job. Now, it does occur to me that Sweet Kate is being truthful. Yes, for sure. It really really just does. And it seems to me that the major flaw of this product is that you have to thread the wick. That seems to be the major flaw. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like it would just be splashy. Like you just like you would have it oil. It seems very hands. dangerous. I don't want to have to like negotiate that much with these pods when you were first describing it. Little tangent. I just bought a new printer that has these things instead of getting the oh, things mm-hmm. you like release the ink. liquid ink directly into the printer. It's amazing. And I was really worried about it when I first got it because I was like, this is going to be a terrible mess. But the way that they designed it, it's great. Like I never have any drippage. I just stick the thing right in there. It's So that's what I was thinking this was. I thought this was like genius little pods. I just stick it upside down into whatever the container is, squeeze it or don't even squeeze it. And gravity just sort of takes it into well, the right. pot, like wherever it's it literally looks like a capital Y. It looks like a capital. The thing looks like a capital Y. The little individual oil pods. Oh, weird. They have like a little. The V of the Y is the oil. Okay. It, it's built with a little leg. Oh, that's what you stick into the I candle see. hole. Okay. 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 
So it makes me wonder if there are specific menorahs for oil burning rather than candles, because this seems to be a retrofit that you put these oil pots into candle menorahs. Oh, that's interesting. I did have that thought as you were reading it. Like, do we think that this was a product that was meant for something specific that Kate didn't have? Like, do you think everybody's got to thread the wick and everybody has to go through this whole song and dance with this product? Or is there a complementary product to these oil pods? No, I, I think in my estimation from the images, it is designed like a letter Y okay. to fit a menorah in, in place of a candle. Okay. It just seems like if Sweet Kate wanted to impart us with anything, which I believe they did, they're, they seem to be somewhat of an expert. Like they do this all the time with the oil. Right. Every Shabbat. Uh, yeah. They're, they're always using these oil. That's what they do all the time. They brought the wrong product. So I trust them. It seems to me that Kate is pointing out that the superior brand they had purchased prior yeah. didn't have the rubber stopper that you have to pull out exactly. to thread the like that it just came already. Yeah. Set I mean, up. if anything, like they really pointed out exactly what was wrong with the product, which I believe that they only know because they've bought other products. Correct. And to me, it adds to Sweet Kate's credibility because they're not pimping another product. You know, right. They're like, I bought the wrong one. If you want, they're, they're not saying like, if you want the right one, go to such Correct. and such. They're just saying, I thought I was buying something different. I ended up buying this. This is what you can expect. Yeah. I believe Sweet Kate has read more than two picture books. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do, I do want to say the spelling and grammar here is pretty flawless. Yeah. There is one mistake where they say it never develops a true flame, period, lowercase, before fizzling out. Okay. A random little okay. thing they didn't catch. And I also loved that they say the ease of use, the lack of drips and mess that candles cause, and dash, dash, most importantly. Dash, dash. dash. Nice. I thought that was such a light. It really stands out when you read it. I think it has a heavy impact. I do too. It really does make me think I need to search for a product that is already going to have the wicks done for me. Yeah. And I don't think that this was humorous at all, but I feel like to Sweet Kate's defense, this wasn't funny. Correct. Sweet Kate. I feel like Sweet Kate has done a mitzvah for us by telling us not to get this. I agree. I think that Sweet Kate went into writing this review knowing she was going to do a mitzvah for other people that were were looking for the proper oil to buy. And it's summed up in the subject too. It's just like, this is too much surus. Like, it's just too messy. Yes. You know. Seems like a headache that I don't, I don't, don't want to get involved and I'm really happy that Sweet Kate let me know. All right. I think I can crown this. Is there anything else we need to dissect? Um, mm, 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 mm. Did you die? <laughs> I'm, still here. I'm still here. You I'm just like lowered here. your head. I was like, what? <laughs> did you die? No, I think I'm good. I just took notes and I wanted to make sure that I didn't, that I didn't miss anything, but I don't think that I did. Oh, that they didn't stand up straight, but we don't need to talk about that. God, can you imagine how terrifying? I just thought like how dangerous, like when it, like I get very stressed when I'm lighting the candles and it like kind of starts to tilt. You're like, what's going to happen? Which is also another reason why I feel like I want an aluminum foil underneath yeah. in case a candle falls. Because that's another thing. Like if this is just a wick inside of oil, can you even blow that out? 
probably not as easily as you can regulate. I don't know. Yeah, you probably have to snuff that out or something. Right. This seems dangerous. If the wicks are dangling and like uh, leaning onto each other, then you're going to have this huge super flame. Yeah. What about the schmosh not being able to use that? What do you think of that? I just like I really the only thing I'm left wondering because I'm not the kind of person that uses oil is how does the schmosh traditionally work when you're using an oil, you know, apparatus? I guess you just use that one. You just which sweet Kate says like you can't tip these. You can't tip these because they're more like open. And if you tipped it, it would all the oil would come out. Which also makes me think like if you have to use their little drippy candle that they provide to take the fire from each one, then you're already like that's sacrilegious in a way. Yeah. Well, you're they're forcing you to not use the schmash to light the other candles. And also like now we're getting a drippy candle involved when the whole point of buying this product was to not have to negotiate with a drippy candle. I think we need to get the Talmud out because, you know, this could be interpreted because maybe if the original flame is on the schmash, but you take a something that's not one of the others and you light it from the flame to the maybe it just seems like in this case, it was it's it, too much an error, you know? Yeah, this is this is this was this just is, like way too much work. Sounds like a nightmare. What a nightmare. All right. Let's crown it. The queens are tabulating. Okay. Ready? Yes. Total school. <gasps> oh my god! Another tie. Us again. Four crowns. Four crowns. All right. Tell me why you did four, my friend. I loved everything about this review. I thought it was really informative, and I thought that it broke down why this product is a no go. I took mm-hmm. off a crown for humor. I didn't really. I wasn't like bowled over or anything like that by the review, which, as you know, to be a full queen, I I need to be quite entertained. So, for entertainment, I took off a crown, and we had a little grammar issue, so that was impacted in that loss as well. But other than that, pretty queeny, in my opinion. How about you, try? Yeah, I literally everything you just said. I do have a feeling that I would want Sweet Kate as a friend because they really sort of speak from a place of experience, yeah. rather than being like uh, patronizing or ang- like I, I don't feel that that they're angry. I feel like they're disappointed. That resonates really deeply. And honestly, the impact here. I mean, four people found this helpful, but the impact for me is like I'm not gonna try this. I need to find a better brand. Now I have I'm armed with more information right. of what I need the product to provide me and same i just i took one crown off because it isn't funny not that i think it warrants being funny yeah but i think sweet kate's pretty queenly though i mean this is a high four i also think as you were talking about sweet kate i was thinking sweet kate's really smart because she's inserted psychology into her Mm -hmm. review name by naming herself sweet kate we're automatically going to assume even when she writes a bad review that this is just Kate being real. Ordinarily, Kate is very sweet. So, I mean, it worked on me, sweet Kate. It's much better than um, La Cochinella. <laughs> it is. Good job, Try. You know, this whole whole holiday is about light. It's true. Light, your light within, your light of God. Don't mess up the light. That's Don't just wrong. mess with the light. That's true. All right, my queen, we have reached the most regal portion of our show. Chelsea, who are you inducting for? My Royal Highness. I'm giving my Royal Highness today to succulents. I mean, guys, let's give it up for the succulents. Not only are they 
beautiful in my opinion, but they're nearly indestructible. I mean, they are just fierce. I went on a vacation and I came back and those puppies were still alive and they were definitely thirsty. I came and I watered them, but they are resilient. The succulents, they're also a great Hanukkah gift. I mean, you can't go wrong by giving someone a nice succulent arrangement, male, female, Mm -hmm. non-binary. I think everybody loves a succulent. And they're also like the jade plant, which is apparently very lucky, especially if you're like a homeowner, brings like prosperity to your space. And and having a jade plant on your desk is also lucky. So, you know, good juju. And they're really the only plants I could keep alive. So... For all of those amazing qualities, succulents, if you're there, if you're listening, you are my royal highness. I concur. I mean, the lack of neediness from a succulent. Oh, so nice. Mwah, chef's kiss. If only I could find a guy that could be my... Okay, that's... You will. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I bet his name will be Lenny. You bet. It- oh, that's interesting. We'll talk about that well, later. Well, succulent. Le- oh, Lent, Lenny. Lenny. Okay, I, I like know. that. Good one. I've never, I've never heard of a man named Saki. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why after I was like, I hope I can find a man like a succulent. And then I'm like that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, try. Tell us who is your Royal Highness this week? Okay. So today I am inducting a very specific product from Costco. It is peanut butter pretzels oh, from Costco specifically. Mm, so good. <sighs> okay. I accidentally purchased them. (laughs) David was like, what is this? It's so good. We went a couple of weeks where we didn't go to Costco. I found a different version at CVS, not nearly as superior. Like the taste was totally different. So these are peanut butter filled pretzels. And the Costco version explicitly says on the container, Virginia peanut butter. Those are the bigger peanuts, right? I don't know. I think they're bigger. What the difference is. But oh... My God, they are. I mean, peanut butter is like something that, like, you know, you can really overindulge in because sure. it, it is sort of like um, once you pop, the fun don't stop. Sure. sure. Um, Pringles, but like, and I love pretzels. So, like, I have to buy two of them at once because David and I love them so much and we made the mistake. Oh, no. Actually, I'm going to, I'm blaming it on David. Okay. David made the mistake to feed one to Winnie and Hunter, and they also think they're just so of good. Of course they and do. So, I can't even bring the container. I was going to stage the container so that I could hold it up and show you specifically. And I can't because, because the dogs she, will go if, nuts. If Winnie hears, it's like the Pepto-Bismol jingle jangle. Oh she will God. wake up from her sleep right now and run over here and beg me. They're so good. That's why I'm inducting you. Costco brand, peanut butter pretzels, Virginia peanut butter. You are my Royal Highness. I just love eating you. Yeah. And apparently the dogs concur. All right. We did it. We have done it. This is another round, another night on our RUARQ Menorah. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. If you like what you heard, will you do us a favor, a Hanukkah favor? And as a gift to the queens, share this podcast with all of your friends. Tell them that you love it and that they should be listening or listen to it with them. How about that? That's cool. This is your chance to be a Christmas mama or a Hanukkah daddy. That's true. And tell your friends. Yeah, come on. Especially if you didn't 
like what you heard, <laughs> tell those enemies. Come on, Hanukkah, daddy. Come on, daddy. If you want to um, join our queendom, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to, make sure you're on our mailing list so that you can stay up to date with all of the goings on, okay? We are currently running a newsletter exclusive raffle to get a free psychic reading from Chelsea's dog, Goldie Dawn. She's really good, you guys. Just saying. So um, make sure you are joined. You can do that from our show notes below or going to our website, reviewthatreview.com and scrolling all the way to the bottom. You'll see where it says to subscribe to the mailing list. And don't forget, we want to hear from you guys. Hit up our voicemail box, lodge your complaints, nominate your royal highnesses, read your reviews. We want to hear them. We will break them down live here on the show. So give us a call. one eight five zero review 0 You can also follow us on all of the socials at The Review Queens. I'm at Chelsea BD. And I'm at Trey Gerald. You guys, join our royal court. You can do that when you join our Patreon. We have three amazing tiers, and you should just do it right now. Whatever you're doing, if you're driving, pull over. Go to your little you know, internet app on your phone. Go to patreon.com slash review that review. Yes, do it. And remember, ignore the haters. You're a queen. Gender non-specific queen. Bye. Bye. Review That Review is an independent podcast. Certain names have been redacted or changed to protect the guilty. Executive produced by Trey Gerald and Chelsea Don with editing and sound design by Trey Gerald. With voiceover talents by Ida Kaminsky, our cover art was designed by Logo Bora, and our theme song was written by Joe Kanozian and sung by Natalie Weiss. Yay. I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready, with dreidel I shall play. Oh my God. That's Shoshana Bean. Love love her what was that show that she did that she was the lead of like she was like poor rat not rags i loved it now i can't remember what it's called wicked not wicked the one, she was like the lead of this one anyway maybe it wasn't her guys um, are you jonesing for a little more we are thrilled to announce our bonus after show podcast featuring deeper dives, salacious stories, additional reviews, and extra trips on the merry-go-round, including your chance to compete against the queens. This is an exclusive Patreon-only bonus after show podcast. So the only way to get the extra content is by joining our royal court on patreon.com slash review that review. For as little as $5 a month, you will get access to full video recordings of every single episode, exclusive merch opportunities, bloopers and fumbles, and a monthly Zoom with the Queens. Plus, our new bonus after show podcast. Check it out now at patreon.com slash review that review.